Hi, I'm Brianna. Hi, I'm Quentin. And this is Resilient Love, a podcast about love, tips on life, and how to level up in your business. Let's get started. Anyway, all right. So we're going to sit back and just chit chat about some things that's on our heart today. For me personally, I have put out two videos on my business page. Um, for those of you who may or may not follow my business page, it is Behind the Screen Media LLC. You can find me on Instagram at Brands underscore media. But on Facebook, it's Behind the Screen Media LLC. And so on my page this week, I have posted... Uh, two different videos, a video on Monday and then a video on Wednesday. The Lord really gave me or awakened me to realize you have come so far. Like, I don't know if you all, you all know this hymn. It goes like this. We've come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, trusting in his holy word. He never failed me yet. And, uh, excuse me, y'all. I can honestly say, like, God has not failed me yet. And I don't know. He won't fail me because he is just that awesome God. And so what I put on my page this week, y'all, is there's no breaks in business. There's no, like, holidays. There's no real sit-back time. I know this is sit-back Saturday that y'all just listening to us. But in the business world, especially as a smaller business growing to be a big business, like there are no breaks. Hashtag this past Veterans Day. (laughs) Hashtag this past Veterans Day. So when Veterans Day came, which was on the 11th of November, I was thinking like, okay, I'm an educator. I get to have a woosah day, but behind the screen media called you know what i mean and it's like when your business calls you need to answer just like uh at my part-time position when the phone rings i answer you know what i'm saying like basically as long as it's operating hours it's time to answer that phone and get to work and so i was upset you know i want to have a free monday but the lord showed me that there's a blessing in the pressing. And some of you out there who are running your business, you may be in a position, especially with this being the end of 2019, slowly coming to an end of 2019, as we embark on a new year, you might be sitting back thinking to yourself right now, I am tired. My business, maybe your business doing great. It's doing well. And you might say, oh, well, I'm, I'm at the best point of my business. I'm good. I'm just going to coast into 2020. And then some of you are feeling like, well, my business hasn't produced that much. I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't know what to do next. I'm here to talk to both of you. Both of you who are listening, it's still more work to do. Let me say it again. It's still more work to do. Just because you may not have your business organized the way you want it, it's still more work to do. Reach out to some people that you trust, that you can find in, that have their business aligned properly. Talk to those people. And for that person who thinks, oh, my business is doing good, I'm I'm just going to coast into 2020. 
No, baby. It's still more work to do. You got to come up with your level up plan. You got to come up with your level up plan. Quinta and I have a level up plan that we will disclose to you all at a later date. But our level up plan is going to be so lit. But I just want to open up this podcast and let every business owner know that right now in your building season, there are no days off. And for those of you who are seasoned in your business, the reason why there are no days off, because you don't want to be, you don't want to find yourself being, uh, what is the word, babe? Complacent. You don't want to find yourself being complacent. You want to continue to grow and develop new ideas and strategies that will continue to elevate your business. So I want to open it up for all the business owners today. Comment below or or just let us know. What is your business? What is your business plan for 2020? Like, what do you desire for your business to look like in 2020? What is your business and what is your goal for your business or how you're going to level up? I hope that helped every business owner out there. I'm going to pass it to my husband now. What are your thoughts on this sit back Saturday? Mm, I guess it go along with that. I've been talking about it partial of the day and the week. Um, which is... Economic diversity and... Practicing group economics. So with economic diversity, what I do mean, let me define that. What I mean by being economically diverse means having your money spread abroad. Not just spread anywhere, though, but spread to give you that ROI you need. To not what is R I? <laughs> it should be in funny. I'm about to get to that. Okay. Anyway, R O I stands for, and if you don't know nothing else, learn this. Put it, put it deep down in you, like just. R O I means return on investment. This is how you can, your grandkids, grandkids can benefit, from your today. So. Return on investment, um, and I've done a few myself. One I did, um, it's funny because it's right before Christmas now. One year I did close to Christmas, and um, I think I got like a 10%, 10, 15%, I think it was a 10 or 15, maybe 15, 15% return ROI, return on investment within two months. Um, small business owner asked me, did I want to invest in a project? And, you know, I was like, I'm game. I'm hype. I ain't never had nobody. I've never had anybody just like, you want to invest? But I'm like, the reason being, I've never had anybody that looked like me that said, you want to invest in this project together? Keyword together. Group economics. So, and not, I'm trying not to go to that too quick, but being economically diverse means to me just simply having 
let's just say for example, um, a friend of yours has a uh, nail shop, but you know they're they're just trying to start out. They got the right intentions, got the right plan, but they could use a little help. They could use a little financial backing. And, you know, typically, you know, it's hard to get a business loan from a bank, typically. So, but what's powerful is when we begin to use our own cash and make that money, not we sow the seed to watch it grow. It's just like a farmer. A farmer go into the, go into the farming business with a vision. And then from there, it's instilled from generation to generation and that's how farmers have created generational wealth. Now, granted, they have their spurts where they grow through their seasons of downfall, but they always bounce back. And it's something you learn, I think, about farming is you learn how to almost be like the soil. The soil goes through seasons. It goes through time. It, it, it goes through a process. And the process ain't always pretty cute, but it get ugly sometimes. But guess what? They always make it through. And that's the important thing is to not be scared to diversify your money. You know, uh, of course, I will say I'm not a lawyer, but I will say along with that comes different <coughs> contracts and agreements that need to be established. But. These are things that the, and I don't like to say small business, these are what startup communities need for, I mean, this is what smaller communities need for startup businesses so that they don't just stay at startup or what they consider small business level, but become company, corporation, incorporated franchise so and um just doing your research um learning how to pick and choose what you're going to invest in uh, my favorite thing of course is real estate i think it's one of the best things that you can get a roi on for the rest of your life technically um the other thing is um, which I kind of hit on a little bit, but I want to dig into it just for a second, which is group economics. This is very important um, because most, um, I, I'm just being just blunt and say it. The only person, only group of people that do not typically practice group economics is blacks. African-Americans typically are not are stereotyped for and actually true that we do not practice group economics. Meanwhile, we have the Indian culture, the Hispanic culture, the Asian community, and the Arab community and cultures that practice group economics. And look where they are. We're buying our hair from Asians. Every you can't go by one corner that don't have a store that's not Arab. You 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 and Asians even getting the best of both worlds. They doing your food, some of them, and your hair. 
And Hispanics, to me, they fall in the category of um, they just work together. Like they start out with one thing. What is that business called? Three Amigos. Is it Amigo something in a truck? Two men in a truck. Two men in a truck. I'm my bad. <laughs> so two men in the truck. They got a moving moving business expanded. Yeah, and it has expanded to a franchise. Exactly. Goes back to what I was saying. It was just two men in a truck. But now it's multiple men and multiple trucks. trucks. <laughs> See, from small to franchise, but you got to have Ooh, business. that's good. From small to franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody think about Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Like, really think about it. If you know the story, Chick-fil-A started in the 50s. And it established itself in the early 60s, though. Established itself. And basically from the 60s to today, you now have multiple areas. You have an app where you can order from. You even have um, different locations where they are training leadership. They have just leadership seminars and retreats for the leaders. So they do a lot of different things. They even have summer camps for families. It's just so many entities that Chick-fil-A has established. And you know, you the reason why I bring up Chick-fil-A so much is because that was really my foundation of customer service and just built up my workmanship really because, excuse me y'all, I worked at Chick-fil-A from 2011 all the way to 2016. So that's a five year. Well, no, I gave them six years, y'all. I gave them six years. So 2017 was my last year with Chick-fil-A. But but nonetheless, it was an awesome experience. And I tell anybody, you know, anybody listening who may be on the search for a job or your children are on the search for a job, Chick-fil-A is a very well-established establishment. I believe that it, depending on the leadership, because I had great leadership, but Chick-fil-A has some very fundamental principles that all leadership follows, most should follow. And so, I'm telling you, 99% of the time, excuse me, you're going to have an awesome experience with Chick-fil-A. Correct me if I'm wrong. So that 1% when you don't have an awesome experience, I promise you, it's probably a couple of factors just with personal reasons. You know what I mean? Or just some logistics because, hey, we all fall short even in business. But that's why you just got to pick up where you left off and keep on trucking. Like two men in a truck. Two men in a truck. So. <laughs> so we're talking about small business to franchise. We're talking about establishing yourself, economic diversity, and understanding that group economics. There's no days off. And when you work with a group, it can help to build up and establish you all in your business and entrepreneurship journey. Mm, I think I want to read this. So we're going to put these this link in the show notes as well. So, But he's going to read a excerpt from one of his articles. 
I was looking up um, group economics and, you know, I was looking at this one thing that stuck out to me, which we all know this, but sometimes it just need to be said again just to kind of bring awareness. And I always say, make sure you get aware before it hits your home. Yeah. Wait, make sure you're aware before it hits your doorstep. And what I'm finna read is, what is the, this is by the creative group economics. Um, it says, the current economic condition of black, black American community is in critical condition, challenged by police brutality, poverty, economic instability, domestic terrorism, and systematic racism, the black American community has been unable to craft an effective action plan to counteract these negative forces. In crafting the action plan, group economics within the black community, Amer American community, would be the first bullet point. And I just like it because it highlights those areas that we really are struggling in. Um, we see it on the news and on social media every day. It's, it's quite evident, but nothing's more evident than actually going to see it with your own eyes um, or uh, having firsthand experience. So I just say that to say we we should definitely consider um, beginning to practice more of group economics Um we did what we found out a few, what, a year or two ago about the, what was it, Tulsa? Real estate. Mm, the heritage of Tulsa, oh, Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Which was a very, <laughs> um, that y'all, that is a good investment opportunity for those that we'll put that in too. Yeah, we'll put Tulsa Real Estate Fund in the show notes because those individuals have now purchased another property called the Legacy Center. So we'll we'll uh, give you all their link as far as their Instagram as well as their website. It's awesome. Tulsa Real Estate Fund. But go um, ahead, babe. Tulsa, Oklahoma was in the 1920s one of the most uh, thriving black owned um, business communities in a sense and it was destroyed um, by greed and selfishness and you know a lot of other wicked things you know of course we, we fight against um, we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against spiritual principalities but by doing that you know we look at those of the past that so that we learn something from what they did and see how we can be better. Right. And um the only way to change impoverished neighborhoods and change living conditions and and just have a be a stakeholder like all the other cultures is to really begin to practice group economics and not being scared to conjoin your money with somebody that looks like you. And I know we got a bad rep as far as doing business. You know, we do business. Business. Business and business. business. And that came from um, 
gentleman named Jay Jones. Yeah, we I, listen to his podcast as well, so we'll have to put him. We'll in put there. the. I'm telling you, y'all, it's sit back Saturday. We got a lot of notes for you. <laughs> we, we, we putting everybody out there that's really re- shout you out. And and if we left anybody out, trust me, we're gonna get to you because we. I, I thank all of those that have been beneficial to me, like uh, Jay Morrison, Jay Jones. You know, a lot of people, and I know you have some as well. Who's been really influential? Mm-hmm. Sarah Jace Roberts, Heather, Heather Lizzie, Coral Jace Kobe, and I, oh. Tatum Tamia. Yes. Blessed and bossed up. I we just gonna tag all of our favorites, y'all, because in the midst of you growing your business, granted you should not eat from everybody's table. However, I have realized that I might not be able to, to pay for coaching. But if I can listen to your podcast and get free game. Right. And establish that same principles, those same principles into my business. That was the coaching. Me investing that time to listen was the coaching. So this is definitely somebody who I uh, I really admire her. She just got married this year, just like me and Quentin. We literally have the same anniversary weekend. She was married. July the fifth. We were married July the sixth. Like, but she got she was actually married at the courthouse in January of this year. But she had her ceremony in July, and so no, 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 no. I got it backwards, y'all. I'm I'm sorry to be so technical. She got married July of twenty eighteen. But she did her ceremony January 2019. So when Quentin and I celebrated our wedding day, that was the woman I refer to, Tatum Tamia. That was her wedding anniversary weekend of one year. But guess what? Her last name is not Tamia anymore. It's actually a a comic. Cause it's a y o k i m e, um. So her, I will tag her in the show notes, y'all. But anyway, me and Q just kind of having a talking session, so y'all just bear with us. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, it's sitting back Saturday, so you just sitting back chatting with the with resilient love. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but um, uh, who, who else you think I listen to? You've only sent me. I listened to Dr. Boyce Watkins. Dr. Boyce Watkins. Well. <laughs> okay. Dr. Dr. Boyce Watkins is one of those individuals where it's to your discretion, viewer discretion advised. But he will give you some real gems and nuggets. He is. He is a true and, and doctor. His um <laughs> in his approach. Yep. <laughs> And his school, I think, is very beneficial. Um, he has some free courses, of course, on his... Um, Group economics, uh, money management. He has a lot of financial literacy courses. Uh, and, and also, please check out some that I think he is promoting that is free. 
So I would definitely take advantage of We're going to put all of these shout outs in our show notes. Because we want you all to take advantage of some resources that we found helpful in our business. Because, again, going back to the initial topic of the podcast, we, as a business owner, whether you are just getting started, that was for Keith, or you've been in your business for maybe three years or so, you still need resources. You still need that PD, that professional development. You still need a word of encouragement. So here, the bankers are with Resilient Love Podcast to encourage you to recognize that it does feel a little bit tough to sacrifice. It feels a little bit tough not to have that go-to coach or that go-to person per se that you can kind of bounce ideas off of. But I want you to know that we are here for you. You know our handles. We have them on our Instagram page and our Facebook page. How to reach out to us individually. Or if you want to just reach out to us right here on Resilient Love Podcast, please do. Because we really want to be of, of help to you all. So... We'll definitely tag all of our notes and ideas so you can reach out to some of the resources that we have used. Any other ideas? Uh, yeah. If. Or resources. I'm going to tie it in a little bit with this one. Go ahead, man. If not now, when? If not you, who? So why wait? My my basic and my basis in saying that is most of most of us do not know what it is to be business owners. We kind of start from the bottom, as Jay Morrison I think has said, we get it out the mud. Yeah. But what we got to learn how to do is get out of the mud, not stay in it. Um, we. You know, most of us have not, it was not a thing in our household to be taught about business or how business is done and even just general business within the household. So it's very important that I feel that it's important that these sources that these sources and resources that we provide you with, please take advantage of them. Um, they truly are good folks. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else right now. Podcast-wise, I hadn't really listened to nobody else lately. But Jay Jones yeah. and the other Leisure. What's that name of that show? Well, we just um, wanted to have a real kickback chit-chat. And let you all know that it's okay. Resilient Love is here and we're here to stay. So continue to join us for every now and then sit back Saturday. Some of these Saturdays will be sit back, baby. Sit back, relax, and enjoy what you listen to. Because uh, we both work too hard not to just sit back, honestly. Yeah, so this is for all of you all who are riding around and getting it. It's why I spend it. It's why I spend it. Yeah, don't, don't mind her. She's I sleepy. Ride, ride, I, I don't know what she's doing. Ride, ride. <laughs> all right, y'all. 
is Brianna Baker. Pow and Q Baker. And this is Resilient Love. Hope you all have enjoyed Sit Back Saturday. We'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening to Resilient Love Podcast. We wanted to take this opportunity to also let you know that you can help us by committing to a monthly fee of $0.99, or $9.99. Those contributions help us to keep this movement of resilient love going. Blessings to all listeners and subscribers. Thank you all. Thanks for listening to our podcast, Resilient Love.